You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to the Rowan Report on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include The oldest found shark attack is discovered in Japan and Philadelphia Pride disbands amid controversy. Here's your national news recap for the week of June 20th. suspect is being named in a Central Texas mass shooting. Interim Austin Police Chief Joseph Chacon says DeAndre White is a man who started shooting into a crowd on 6th Street earlier this month. A tourist from New York was killed and 13 others wounded. Chacon notes White is friends with Jeremiah Tabb, who had previously been identified as a suspect in the shooting. Prosecutors are planning to drop charges against Tab, but he is still in custody due to being a suspect in a previous shooting in Colleen, about an hour north of Austin. A juvenile suspect is also having charges dropped. Investigators believe the Killeen shooting is connected to the Austin shooting. White is still on the loose. Senate Republicans blocked a sweeping Democratic voting rights bill on Tuesday. A procedural vote failed to hit a 60-vote threshold needed to move the bill forward. Democrats call the measure an urgent response to efforts in many Republican-led states to rewrite election laws. A Dutchess County woman has won a $10 million prize in the New York lottery. Joanne Massarelli of Hyde Park purchased a $30 scratch-off ticket last month at Smokes for Less on Albany Post Road. She is opting to receive a single lump-sum payment in excess of $6.5 million after taxes. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she will appoint a select committee to investigate the January 6th riot inside the Capitol building. The California Democrat said that it has been six months and she is not going to wait for Republicans to join in a bipartisan effort. She said the GOP kept pushing for one thing that she would not relent on, and that was the scope of the investigation. She said Republicans wanted to investigate Black Lives Matter, which has nothing to do with January 6th. We have a deal on infrastructure. That's according to President Biden, who made the announcement with a group of bipartisan senators on Thursday. The senators said it invests in more than just roads and bridges, saying no one got everything they wanted and everyone had to compromise. They agreed on the price tag, the scope, and how to pay for it. President Biden endorsed the compromise after meeting with the five Republicans and five Democrats at the White House. Washington Governor Jay Inslee announced the third winner of the Shot of a Lifetime vaccination lottery Thursday morning. Marissa P. won $250,000. She's a nursing student from Spokane. Marissa encouraged everyone to get vaccinated against COVID-19. There will be one more $250,000 prize awarded and then a $1 million top prize. Landmarks across New York State are being lit in celebration of Pride Month. Starting Thursday night through Sunday, buildings including One World Trade Center, the Governor Mario M. Cuomo Bridge, Grand Central Terminal, and the Kosciuszko Bridge will be lit red, 
orange, yellow, green, blue, and violet. The lighting also celebrates the 10th anniversary of the signing of the Marriage Equality Act. The Fairfield Fire Department says one of their firefighters is on the road to recovery after suffering a heart attack last week. Officials say 33-year-old Ryan Hughes collapsed at the scene of a structure fire on Arkansas Street on June 17th. Fellow firefighters and paramedics on scene administered CPR and quickly transported him to the hospital where he was later resuscitated in the emergency room. Officials said in the press release that Hughes regained consciousness a few days later and is awake, alert, and able to verbally communicate. The National Weather Service says that excessive heat is returning to the northern Sacramento Valley. Excessive heat watches and warnings will cover parts of multiple western states from Saturday afternoon through next Wednesday. Weekend highs will range from 105 to 114 degrees. Reading will see highs between 107 and 111 degrees for five consecutive days. Forecasters say the heat wave will extend north of Reading to Oregon and Washington State. It will also include portions of western Nevada, Montana, and Idaho. Sacramento will not quite be as hot, but temperatures are expected to hover around 100 degrees. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news. Hi, I'm Joel Vasquez, and I'm giving you the latest news in the world of politics. Republican Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez had high hopes for the vice president's visit to his district on Friday to see the Texas-Mexico border. Hopefully this isn't her last visit because it is. The border is different. And you got to understand that there isn't a one size fits all that's going to solve things. VP Harris has been under bipartisan pressure to visit the border since she was tasked with dealing with the illegal immigration surge. The vice president has spoken about what compels migrants to cross the border. She says that many are trying to escape poverty. Governor Cuomo is congratulating Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams for taking the lead in the city's mayoral primary, but then took the opportunity to dig at the current administration. He said with a new mayor, there will be an increase in leadership confidence and competence in management of New York City. Cuomo says he had a good relationship with Eric Adams when he was a state senator from Brooklyn and believes he will show real leadership, especially on the issue of quality of life and crime. Mayor Roz Baraka is laying out an economic recovery plan for New Jersey's largest city. Baraka believes the two-year plan will kickstart Newark's pandemic recovery with a focus on small businesses, equitable development, and neighborhoods. He says the city will use local and federal funding to build their tech cluster, create permanently affordable commercial space, and offer free or low-cost broadband access to small businesses throughout Newark Fiber. Development approvals will also be expedited. Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Milley is defending the military study of critical race theory. I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers, of being, quote, woke. During a House Armed Services Committee Wednesday, Republican Congressman Matt Gates of Florida said he had heard from U.S. soldiers who were concerned about being taught the subject. Millie pointed out that he's read Mao Tsung and Karl Marx, and that doesn't make him a communist. Critical race theory is a term used to describe how systematic racism impacts the nation's laws and institutions. The general added, what's wrong with having some situational awareness of the country which we are here to defend? Marion County Prosecutor Ryan Mears says more needs to be done to address the rise in gun violence in Indianapolis. 
Mir says so far this year there has been at least 317 non-fatal shootings and the solve rate related to these shootings are incredibly low. We need to make sure that we are doing everything in our power to build that trust and that relationship between the community and law enforcement so people come forward with information. Mears added that it's on law enforcement and the criminal justice system to invest into the community to build that trust and hopefully solve more crimes. That has been your political update. I'm Joel Vasquez. I'm Victoria Baker with your international news. Experts say they uncovered what they believe is the oldest shark attack victim. University of Oxford researchers found the remains of an adult male that suffered nearly 800 injuries from a shark dating back roughly 3,000 years ago. The remains were discovered during an excavation at the Somoko site near Japan's Seto Inland Sea. In a statement, researchers said that they were first confused by what could have caused the deep serrated injuries to the man's legs, arms, chest, and abdomen. They eventually determined that a shark attack was the most plausible explanation through process of elimination. A British man is breaking a world record with only a handful of M&Ms. Birmingham Live reports 23-year-old Will Cutbill of England was able to stack five M&M candies, breaking record. He said it took him two or three hours of filming before he could finally break the previous record of four. Cutbill added it was not something he would normally have taken time to try, but, but when he made an attempt during the third British COVID lockdown in January, there wasn't much else to do. A long-lost dog is back with his original owner 11 years later. The Colville family in England lost Crumpet, a three-month-old Jack Russell Terrier, in 2010. They said they looked for the puppy for weeks after it vanished from their backyard, but couldn't find it. This month, a veterinarian called and told them Crumpet was found. Sarah Colville said when she got the call, she was worried one of her other three current dogs had gotten loose. And the vet believed someone was taking care for her and decided to set her free when it became obvious she would need expensive medical help. The family is working to help Crumpet with her health issues. Russia and the UK are in a war of words after an incident in the Black Sea involving a British warship and Russian fighter jets. Yesterday, Russia said it fired warning shots and dropped bombs near a Royal Navy destroyer after it breached Russian waters off the coast of Crimea. The UK is disputing the account and says no bombs were dropped and no warning shots were fired, though a Russian military exercise was taking place nearby. The UK's foreign secretary says the Royal Navy was conducting innocent passage through the Ukrainian waters and called the Russian account predictably inaccurate. China says it's planning to send astronauts to Mars by the year 2033. The China Academy of Launch Vehicle Technology recently gave an outline of its Mars mission at a space conference in Russia. The head of the agency says it will first use robots to explore Mars and then select a site to build a base. He said the next stage would be to send astronauts to Mars to build a base. The agency has marked 2033 for its first astronaut mission. China recently landed a remote-controlled rover on Mars and is currently building a space station in low Earth orbit. Hong Kong's largest pro-democracy newspaper is shutting down. The 26-year-old tabloid Apple Daily says it will print its last edition on Thursday. Last year, China implemented a national security law in Hong Kong which punishes anyone accused of colliding with foreign forces with up to life in prison. Since the law took effect, founder of Apple Daily has been charged with endangering national security, and the paper's newsroom has been raided by police and its computers seized. 
Last week, five of the paper's top editors were arrested and authorities froze millions of dollars in the paper's bank accounts. The Apple Daily employs about 600 journalists. That was your international news. I'm Victoria Baker. And now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. From Susan K. Livio at NJ Advance Media, a Sussex County man in his 60s tested positive for the Jamestown Canyon virus, the first human case of the mosquito-borne illness in New Jersey in six years, Health Commissioner Judy Persilli announced recently. The man developed a fever and neurological symptoms in May, the announcement said. The last human case of the virus was detected in 2015, also from a man who lived in Sussex County. Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott was among those meeting with President Biden for a roundtable discussion on crime prevention recently. In discussing strategy, Mayor Scott says no one is trying to take away a person's right to own guns. The president's plan to deal with the rise of violent crime focuses on curbing gun violence, including tougher enforcement for dealers who violate federal laws and cracking down on illegal gun trafficking. Mayor Scott says more than 80% of the illegal carry guns in Baltimore come from outside of the city, and he's encouraged by the president's willingness to address crime. One of the initiatives unveiled by the White House will increase funding for violent intervention programs like Safe Streets and Baltimore City Mediation Center. From Sophie Nieto Munoz at NJ Advanced Media, New Jersey's eviction moratorium would end earlier than expected for families making above a certain income threshold after the state Senate and Assembly Budget Committees recently approved a comprehensive housing bill that would commit $500 million in federal money to rental assistance. The measure would cut the eviction moratorium to August 31st if a tenant's annual household income is above 80% of their area median income. Renters who make less than 80% of the county median income would not be kicked out of their homes before December 31st, which is when the current eviction moratorium ends. The measure must pass the state Senate and Assembly before heading to Governor Phil Murphy's desk for a signature. It could pass both chambers of the legislature soon, when both houses are in session ahead of a busy budget session. From Peter Crimmins at WHYY.org, the organization that has put on the Philadelphia Pride March and Festival for the last 28 years appears to have dissolved itself. And this year's parade, which has been pushed to September as a light event with COVID-19 pandemic precautions, has been canceled. Philly Pride Presents attracted criticism from within the LGBTQ community over a Facebook post about the historic 1969 Stonewall riots. That post, coupled with another post on Memorial Day that depicted a version of the Blue Lives Matter flag replacing the blue stripe with a rainbow stripe, caused an outcry for many in the LGBTQ community. We've complained that Philly Pride presents cozies up to police. Many in the LGBTQ community feel, both in 1969 and now, that police have been and still are actively harmful to them. Maryland's unemployment rate is down a bit. The Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that jobless rate fell a tenth of a point to 6.1% last month after the state added 11,500 jobs. Education and health services led the way with 4,700 jobs, while the healthcare and social assistance subsector added 2,600 jobs. Governor Larry Hogan noted Maryland has added more than 266,000 jobs over the last 13 months, including over 41,000 positions since the beginning of the year. The last Disney store in the first state will soon be gone. Disney is closing several stores across the nation, including the one at the Christiana Mall. Delaware Online reports the store first opened at the mall back in 1990 before being redesigned nearly 10 years ago. Shoppers will have until mid-July to visit the store again before it closes for good. The oldest bank in Monmouth County is changing hands after its purchase by Columbia Bank, based in Fairlawn. Under the purchase agreement, Freehold Bank's main office and its branch 
which opened 167 years ago, will become a federal savings bank and become a wholly owned subsidiary of Columbia Bank's parent company, Columbia Financial. Freehold bank officials say all current employers are being offered jobs by Columbia Bank. I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news. And now for your Rowan News with me, Kariah Bennett. Saxby's, a certified B corporation and coffee company headquartered in Philadelphia, has partnered with Rowan Universities in an all-new student-run cafe starting this fall. Located in Business Hall, the cafe will run via the Saxby's experimental learning platform in which one undergraduate student each semester will serve as the student cafe executive officer, the SCEO, will manage all aspects of the cafe, including team development, community outreach initiatives, and the cafe's profit and loss statement, receiving a semester of college credit, a competitive salary, and a bonus, in addition to gaining invaluable management experience. Further, the cafe will be staffed entirely by Rowan University students. The new cafe is a part of the network of Saxby's Experimental Learning Platform, a program in place at institutions such as Penn State, Temple, and Ryder Universities that provides undergraduates in-depth entrepreneurial opportunities as a supplement to in-class learning. In the coming weeks, Saxby's and Rowan will announce the inaugural SCEO to lead the new venture this fall. And this has been Karaya with your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Roan Radio News Team. I'm Nick Earnshaw, your news around the sports world. After the Philadelphia 76ers Game 7 second round loss to the Atlanta Hawks, rumors have been swirling around about the future of 76ers guard Ben Simmons. On Thursday, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported Simmons agent Rich Paul of Clutch Sports has met with Sixers management in Chicago to discuss a 6'10 point guard's future with Philadelphia. No formal trade request was made during the meeting, according to the report. As for the rest of the playoffs, the NBA Eastern and Western Conference Finals are underway. The Milwaukee Bucks will play the Atlanta Hawks for the Eastern Conference crown, and the Los Angeles Clippers will take on the Phoenix Suns out west. The winner of each series will then move on to the NBA Finals. The NBA lottery was also this past week, and the Detroit Pistons will select number one overall in this year's upcoming NBA draft. Moving along to Major League Baseball and its sticky situation across the league, the MLB implemented new rules this past Monday regarding the use of foreign substances by pitchers and the consequences if they are caught. Pitchers throughout this year have been allegedly seen using substances to gain an advantage to have a better grip on the baseball while they pitch. According to ESPN, if a pitcher is caught, they will be ejected from the game and suspended 10 days with pay. The new rules have received lots of backlash from players and coaches, and on the field, pitchers such as Max Scherzer of Washington and Sergio Romo of Oakland were checked between innings for a substance and were visibly upset with both unbuckling their belts right on the field. It will be something to watch for over the course of the Major League Baseball season. 
The U.S. Open was also this past weekend, and it came down to the wire. On the 17th and 18th holes, John Rahm hit two consecutive birdies to put himself in the driver's seat heading into the clubhouse. His lead would hold up as he would win this year's U.S. Open after testing positive for COVID-19 and withdrawing from the Memorial Tournament just a few weeks prior. That was your sports news with me, Nick Earnshaw, right here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM and online at RoanRadio.com. Hi, I'm Joel Basquiz with your business update. Here's Joe McConnell with the latest consumer and business news. The threat of higher interest rates sooner than expected may be driving an upsurge in refis. The Mortgage Bankers Association reports refinance applications increased 3% over the last week. Purchase apps rose only 1%. The average 30-year fixed-rate loan is up slightly, this week's 3.18%, just 7 basis points higher than a week ago, and still close to historic lows. But it's the highest rate in a month, and analysts think homeowners are getting nervous in deciding they better jump on them while they can. Sales of newly built homes are following the downward trend of the larger existing market. New single-family home sales fell almost 6% in May, and most economists expected they'd improve, getting the blame high prices for lumber and other construction materials, driving the national median to a record $374,000. Do you have a will? Odds are the answer is no, according to a new poll that found fewer than half of Americans do. Rory O'Neill reports. The numbers have been holding steady for years. Since 1990, Gallup has been asking people if they have a will that describes how they want their money and estate to be handled after their death. Now it's about 46%. That figure has fluctuated between 44 and 51% over the decades. More than 75% of Americans over 65 have a will, but just 20% of those under 30 have a plan for their estate. I'm Rory O'Neill. Billionaire Warren Buffett is quitting the Gates Foundation board. It comes at a time when Bill and Melinda are divorcing and discussing restructuring the foundation's governance. But Buffett says he's been an inactive trustee for years. And at age 90, he's stepping down from all boards except his own. And he's still giving billions to the Gates Foundation and four other charities. He just doled out another $4 billion, and he's halfway through fulfilling his 2006 pledge to give away 99% of his fortune, only about $100 billion to go. And Microsoft is joining the two trillion dollar club it hit that market value tuesday although it has been straddling the line a bit the only other member is apple consumer and business news joe mcconnell nbc news radio new home sales for may came out wednesday morning and they're expected to fall again housing industry analysts forecast a 2.1 percent decline to an annualized rate of 850,000. that would follow a 5.9 percent drop in april the numbers are due at 10 a.m eastern time wednesday Stocks are looking to continue their winning ways. They're seeking a third straight day of gains after rallying the last couple of days. The Nasdaq was the bright spot Wednesday as it hit a new intraday and closing high. At the opening bell, the three major indexes are slightly up. Across the country, extra unemployment benefits are drying up, but economist Ray Perryman says this will not push workers back into the labor market because there are other factors in play. The biggest single factor appears to be just a critical shortage in availability of quality of childcare in order to allow people to return to work. The supplemental insurance benefits were added to unemployment checks by the federal government in March 2020. It has since been renewed twice by Congress. But as the economy reopens, companies have complained about the lack of available workers. Perryman says there are other factors that are keeping workers sidelined. 
there's a huge child care issues, which is keeping a lot of females, particularly uh, at home at this point in time. Perryman says many people remain unemployed because there's a lack of child care. That's the single biggest problem we're facing, I think, with workforce right now. It's going to take a little time for that to play out. I'm Joel Vasquez, and this has been your Business Report Update. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Searles. Blink-182 frontman Mark Hopus is battling cancer. On Wednesday, he issued a statement saying he has been undergoing chemotherapy for the last three months. He said while he is scared, he is blessed by the best team of doctors and noted his family and friends are supporting him. The 49-year-old explained he still has months of treatment ahead of him, but he's trying to remain hopeful and positive. Hopus is already looking forward to being cancer-free and performing for fans. He did not say what type or what stage cancer he has. Pop star Britney Spears addressed the court this week about her father's conservatorship she has lived under for 13 years. Spears revealed some of the horrors that she has had to experience since 2008, where her dad, Jamie Spears, has controlled her $60 million fortune, even forcing Spears to stay on birth control against her own will. Spears claims this conservatorship is abusive and says she just wants her life back. Singer Chris Brown is under investigation for battery. TMZ reports his alleged victim told police Brown slapped her on the back of the head so hard her weave came off. Police responded to the singer's home in the San Fernando Valley area of Los Angeles, listed Brown as a suspect but did not make an arrest. The city attorney's office will likely follow up on the case. This is the second time in as many months that the police had to visit Brown's home. Billie Eilish is apologizing after an old video of her surfaced where she mouthed along to a song with an Asian slur. She took to her Instagram stories to issue a lengthy apology around the video that was taken when she was 13 or 14. She said no one around her used the word, so she didn't know it was a slur when it was played in the Tyler, the Creator song. Nonetheless, she apologized, saying she is appalled and embarrassed she would ever mouth it. She also clarified she was not mocking an Asian accent in the video, but rather doing a made-up voice she uses all the time. She apologized for that as well. Former Nickelodeon star Drake Bell has pleaded guilty to attempted child endangerment and could face up to two years in prison. There are allegations against Bell that he sent inappropriate social media messages to a 15-year-old girl who attended his concert back in December 2017. Harrison Ford was injured on the set of Indiana Jones 5, reportedly injuring his shoulder during filming of a fight scene. Disney released a statement about the incident, stating, Production will continue while the appropriate course of treatment is evaluated, and the filming schedule will be reconfigured as needed in the coming weeks. Indiana Jones is currently set to release in theaters of July 2022. Michael B. Jordan says he'll change the name of his new rum brand after accusations of cultural appropriation. The rum, originally called Juve, came under fire on social media for the actor's use of the term, which originated in Caribbean culture, the start of Carnival. One high-prolific critic was rapper Nicki Minaj, originally from Trinidad and Tobago, who said she didn't think Jordan was trying to be offensive, but that he should change the name. Jordan posted to his Instagram late Tuesday that he had listened and that the brand is in the process of renaming. He apologized and said the intent was never to offend or hurt a culture that he loves and respects. The legendary voice behind Rocket Man is going out with a bang. Elton John just added more stops to his farewell tour before officially retiring. The 74-year-old singer shared the news on social media, saying he's going out in the biggest possible way with the most spectacular production ever. The final leg of his tour kicks off across the country next July in Philadelphia, wrapping up at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. I'm Brandon Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio.
And that wraps up this week's edition of the Roan Report here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Roan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.